Shop GiantFood.com for holiday favorites packed with care. With more moments to share with those you love, you'll save time and impress. Now that's a gift. Save time with fast same-day delivery and pickup from Giant. What's going on, y'all? Hey, listen, I'm doing these impromptu Ask the Business. I've really enjoyed them. So um, while um, the new show, um, Unfiltered, while that is um, ramping up, I'm going to do a lot more of these. Come on in real quick. It is 9.50 Mountain Time, 10.50 on the East Coast. But come on in. Tell me where you're watching from. We're just on Instagram tonight. We'll share this on um, the Bishop Foreman Facebook and YouTube later uh, so people can watch the replay. And it'll be on my page later on. But listen, as you come in, let me know where you're watching from. We are talking love and relationship questions tonight. You can ask anything. I'm going to answer those questions tonight. Um, you all have some amazing questions. And frankly, it can be about more than that. But that's what I want to focus on. Love, relationships, friendships, dating, all of that. Come on in. Come on, Alabama. Where y'all watching from? Where y'all watching from? Where you watching from? Where you watching from? What's going on, Dr. Ernest Pugh? ATL. Come on, ATL. What's going on? Come on in. Come on in. Uh, what's going on? Y'all let me know where you're watching from. So we're going to take, I'm going to take questions. Use the little question mark at the bottom. I'm flabbergasted. How did I end up in it for this? It's going to be good for you. Come on, South Africa. What's going on, Bishop Younger? Um, hit the uh, Greensboro. Hit the question the question mark thing down below and, uh, and put your question in. We'll share it again on the Bishop Foreman Facebook and all of that uh, later on. Hey, Texas. Uh, St. Louis. What's going on? STL. Prophet. What's going on? Prophet. Uh, Byron, good to see you. Um, Memphis. Hey, Memphis, let me get my computer. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Get, get your computer. All right. So, y'all, type the questions in. Ask the visitor. If you can ask me anything, I want to focus because we're starting in the month of February. I'm sensitive on this subject now. It's going to be good for you. Hey, Atlanta. Hey, Reese. Shalom, everybody. So, Bronx. What's going on, Bronx? So, uh, I'm talking. Uh, ask the visitor. I have enjoyed doing these impromptu at just random times. And uh, and all of that. Don't think I'm mean with my questions. Then don't ask a question that I don't think that you're mean. All right. Um, that's real. That's a simple fix. Um, in all of that. Hey, Denver. What's going on, Denver? God bless you, Elder. <laughs> your birthday month. Come on, birthday month. What's going on, Tim? So listen, um, put your questions in. I'm going to wait. We'll get to five questions. Put your questions in down below. Use the question mark. We'll get to five questions and then I'll start taking them. So the series we're doing at Harvest This Month is called Love Songs. Love Songs. Uh, I, I, love is a contact sport. How many of you in the last 12 months of your life, just do the hand wave emoji, have you experienced some challenges with love? Come on, you at work downtown. Come on, downtown working um, around the corner. Um, anyway, so um, in that, uh, good to see you, son. So um, how many even in the last 12 months you've experienced some challenges as it relates to um, love? And that just doesn't mean romantic relationships. That can be in friendships and family. If you've experienced some challenges in the last 12 months, I just want you to do the hand wave emoji. And would y'all mind sharing what some of those challenges have been? Uh, have been. Hey, Marilyn, uh, again, we're going to put put your questions. I see the questions are coming up. Once I get to five, I'll start. I'm going to take those questions. Just doing an impromptu Ask the Bishop tonight. I know it's super late, um, but you up. What you doing? Scrolling. You up. You good. Um, we're just going to talk for a minute. Uh, I see several hands that have come up for folks that have experienced challenges and, and what have you. Um, and the reality is love is a contact sport. I'm going to say it again. Love is a contact sport. That means you are going to take some hits. If you are not taking any hits in, as it relates to love, um, and again, love transcends romantic love. 
Um, if you're not taking any hits, then what that tells me is that you are not loving well. Um, but share with me some of the challenges that you've had. We're almost to our five. Actually, I think we're almost there. One-sided relationships. That's good. At work. Wow, that's so good. That's so good. Share with me what the challenge has been. You can get as specific as you want. You, you're taking hits. All right. All right. Let's talk about those hits. Because here's the thing, guys. Um, sometimes we are sold on this imaginary uh, ideology that in love and in again in every type of relationship type um, that it's perfect and that <clears throat> it's not going to take hits. It will take hits. That's why the Apostle Paul in First Corinthians thirteen, the first characteristic he gave of love. Love is a decision. Can I get a few of you to type that on the screen? Love is a decision. One of the first characteristics that the Apostle Paul gave about love is that he said love is patient. And patience isn't waiting. Patience is how you act while you wait. Um, patience is the amount of endurance your character can take while being delayed or provoked before you become negative. All right. Uh, about 15 pounds. Good. OK, put that in the question mark so that I, everybody can see it. Love is a decision. Good question. Love is a decision. Um, it is not an emotion. It's a decision. It's a decision that produces actions. It's a decision that can also produce feelings. But love is not people say, I just feel love. No, that's not love. Love is a decision. Uh, it is It is that you're driving, but you're listening. All right, well, drive safe. Uh, is there a reason to quit a relationship? Yes, absolutely. All right, guys, um, um, when I get to my five questions, if y'all use that question mark button down there and put those in there, um, that um, when I get to my five, then I'm going to start taking those questions. This is going to be a good conversation tonight. All right. Love is a decision. It is not a feeling. Um, this is why people can fall in love and fall out of love. Somebody says, I need to shirt. One of our digital harvesters actually designed this and I don't have their information, but if you shoot an email to hello at harvest church, that church, they will get you that information. Um, it's a decision. All right. And, and love being a decision, means that, for example, Paul says love is patient. I decide to be patient. Let's go deeper. The Bible says that God is love. So whenever you talk about, this is why I'm so careful about um, using terms like I love you. Anybody ever had somebody tell you they loved you and then you looked at how they treated you were like, if this is love, give me the hate package. Anybody ever had that happen? I've had that happen. I've had people say, I love you, Bishop. I love you, Bishop. And then the next day, disappear on me. 15 minutes later, unfollow me. You know, 20 minutes later, you know, whatever. Um, and what I discovered is that um, the reality is, is that for many people, it's a feeling. And that's why it's not effective, because love is not a feeling. What they really mean is that they love what you do for them, not you. And that's so important that you understand the distinction between the two. Because um, because if not, when you start taking hits in love, um, you could get to this place in life where you're like, you know what? I'm over it. I've had enough. I'm over it. I'm over people. I'm over this. I'm over that. And then you can begin to broad, um, broadly paint everybody based on the mislove. Now we got well over five mislove of a few somebodies. I want to say this to you. Everybody is not like who hurt you. Come on, y'all. Let's go there. Everybody is not like who hurt you or who said they loved you and did not really love you and who did not show what they love. Love is a decision that produces actions. It's a decision that can produce feeling. Um, it's a decision that can produce passion. It's a decision that can produce a variety of things. But at its core, hear me, y'all, love is not a feeling. It is not. It is not. It is a decision. And since God is love, when you say you love someone, what you're saying is, I choose to handle you how God would handle you. That's deep. 
That's deep. Um, because most God, look at it. God is patient. God is kind. He's merciful. This is why you don't use those words. Hear me, especially church folk. Don't, you know, be careful in using those words. As a shepherd, when I use those words, I mean those words, but my actions back those words up. My, my actions prove my love. Um, be careful when you're using that term for people. You just met them on Monday. About, I loved you. Oh, my God. What you are saying to them is I choose to deal with you how God deals with you. And um, the reality is, um, is that true? Is that true? All right, let's get into these questions. Let's get into these questions. Um, our series tomorrow, I encourage you to watch online. It starts tomorrow night. Yes, it's going to start on a Wednesday because I like switching series when a new month starts. And let me say this. The tomorrow night song, and so the series is called Love Songs. Can I get a few of y'all to type that on the screen? Love Songs. Love Songs, I'm going to be taking a variety of different songs. You write about it, uh, Pastor Tim. Um, t- uh, so what happens is this. Uh, I'm going to be taking very popular love songs, and I'm going to be teaching biblical principles for them. So we're starting it on a uh, on a Wednesday. It starts tomorrow night at uh, 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. It's going to be amazing. Tomorrow's the first song is Poison. 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 Poison is the first song. I'm picking up from where we ended our series, set it off with the Apostle Paul, shake it off. He is bitten, and he is bitten by a viper, which is a venomous snake. Um, and many people, the reason it is so difficult for them to love well is because of who they've been bitten by. And it's difficult for many people to love. You can even be married and not know how to love. You can have children and not know how to love. Everybody listen, you can have sex and not know how to love. Sex is not love. Animals can do it. All right. And frankly, probably do it better than you. I'm just saying, listen, sex is not love. Um, Intimacy, touching, that's not love. Those are languages of love, but it is not love itself. Um, And so it is so important um, that we're going to deal with this. So we're going to deal with this for the entire month of February. It's going to be an awesome, 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 awesome uh, series. So tomorrow night is Poison. Poison is that song we're going to talk about where you've been bitten and what that can do to uh, affect your love. Because if we don't get that together... Y'all laughing. If we, I'm just saying, if we don't get that together, um, then you you will constantly have the same issues as it relates to love, the same issues as it relates to your interaction with people. And can I say this to you? Your future needs you healed. Your future spouse, if you're not married, needs you healed. If you're married, your current spouse needs you healed. Your children need you healed. Your business needs you healed. Pastors, your ministry needs you well. You cannot do this thing called life if you do not know how to love right. Bible says several things about it. We're going to get into the series. I'll, I'm going to say this last thing before I take your questions. Again, just stick them in the, uh, use the question box down there and put your question in. Um, but let me say this. The Bible says faith works by love. Uh, works is this uh, Greek word, energeo, which means it's energized by love or it's fueled by love. So check this out. Your faith will never work properly if you do not learn how to love right. Did you hear what I just said? For many of you, whenever you are getting ready to need to use your faith in a significant way, people will come tick you off. You will get offended. You will get mad. Who am I talking to? You will get angry. Somebody will do something to you that drives you up the wall, pushes your buttons, gets you to your, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, in the South, we used to have this thing called your last nerve. They work on your last nerve. I mean, they didn't go on past all of us. It's in your last nerve. Because faith works by love. So it's energized by love. It's fueled by love. 
So my faith will never work properly if I don't get my love walk together. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me tonight. My faith will never work properly if I don't get my love together. So many of you like, I just, well, I keep going in circles because you never fix your love issue. Somebody said, get out of my business. No, I came to get in your business. That's Bible, right? I've noticed that whenever I need to use my faith in a significant way, one of the things that happens, you're talking about love, you got a love challenge, that's awesome. One of the things that happens um, is whenever I need to use my faith in a significant way, I will have issues with people. I will have issues with people that make me just want to snap, crackle, and pop. Can I get a, a y'all on here tonight? Um, because faith works by love. Love is so important to God. He said, I won't let your faith work if your love ain't right. I won't let your faith work if your love's not right. All right. So this series is going to be amazing for you in that way. So I encourage you, uh, even if I'm not um, your pastor, you be faithful to your church, but um, but you should certainly watch this, all right? And uh, if you don't have a pastor, come on over. Um, but if uh, but if I'm at your pastor, be faithful to your church. But watch tomorrow night, 7 o'clock uh, Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. All right, here we go. Boom. And that first, I'm telling you, this first message, it's going to really, it's going to set the stage. Because we can't start, we can't start healing until we first reveal. All right, can I get a few of you to type that? To heal, first reveal. To heal, first reveal. To heal, first reveal. Um, let's come up with the butt on the top. To heal, first reveal. And so many times people are trying to be, I want to be a better wife. I want to be a better husband. I want to love better. But we need to first reveal where it is that there's deficits, where it is that there are challenges, where it is that there are issues, where it is that there's been trauma, where it is that there's been breaches of trust, where it is that there has been issues with your love. You cannot heal unless you first reveal. And many people, especially when it comes to love, people just want to go into, I just, you ever heard somebody say this to y'all? And I promise you I'm going to answer these questions. You ever heard somebody say, I don't want to talk about my past. I just want to move on. Who's ever had somebody do that? Who's ever had somebody say that? I don't want to talk about the past. Let's just move on. Can I tell you, that's crazy. That's drinking Drano. There's a bottle of Drano over there in that, in, by that monster machine. That's Drano drinking. You can never possibly heal if you can't first reveal, that's like going to the doctor and saying, hey, doc, I don't want to talk about anything. I don't want to talk about anything that has happened from the past. I just want to move on and let's just move forward. I don't want to talk about how I'm in here and why, I got, why you got this health issue. I just want to move on. That's ridiculous. You would not do that with a doctor. If you go into the doctor and you've got to get the flu or you got something like that, uh, you know, uh, or you know, some other type of sickness. There needs to be a, re a revelation so that there can be some progress that's made in your healing. All right. So that is so important. So that's why we're starting the series tomorrow night with the message poison, because we need to figure out where were you poisoned with your love? And everybody has been poisoned. I don't care if you think you're the most loving person on the planet. We have all had somewhere where we've been bitten and poisoned. Somebody said it right. Diagnosis, then prognosis. Absolutely. You cannot get a solution if you don't know what you're solving. And unfortunately, everybody listen to me. Unfortunately, for many people, we just want to say, heal, Lord, heal, Lord, touch, Lord, touch, Lord. That's great. And he will heal. But what does he do? He reveals. Let me give you this one piece of wisdom. And then we're going to get to your questions. Jesus, everybody listen. Uh, are we on YouTube? We are. The YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Harvest Church or youtube.com forward slash Bishop Foreman. Can I get a few of y'all to type that on the screen? Um, so uh, T. Dunn can get that. 
Um, so let me, let me prove this to you. Even when Jesus healed people, he dealt with their root issue. Let me give you one, 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 one simple uh, scripture to point this out for you. The woman with the issue of blood. She has this issue for how many years? If y'all know it, put it on the screen. 12 years. She has this issue of blood for 12 years. Blood in scripture represents life. So she has an issue of life where her life is at a constant flow and she's never able to recover. Mm. Her life is on a constant flow and she's never able to recover. The Bible says she goes to physicians and she goes to doctors and they make her worse. All right. They make her worse. And then she starts hearing these rumors that are uh, that are traveling around Galilee, that if you touch the hem of this man named Yeshua Hamashiach, you just read the scriptures, the Holy Ghost. If you if she touched the hem of his garment, she be made whole. It's literally the zitzit. As a uh, rabbi, as a Hebrew teacher, he would wear a zitzit um, or, or a, a prayer shawl. We call it a prayer shawl. The real term is a talit. At the end of that, it had four zitzits, and so those would drag to the uh, close to the ground. So she grabbed that. That's why the scripture says in Malachi, there's healing in his wings because the, those zitzits on the end of the talit or the prayer garment are referred to as the wings of the prayer garment. Got it? So healing is in his wings. It was actually prophesied in Malachi. So she grabs um, that. And when she grabs that, the Bible says that she is healed. She is healed. And immediately, somebody type immediately. Immediately she is healed. The blood, the flow of blood stops up and it's, it, it dries up and she perceives in herself that she's healed. Jesus stops and he says, who touched me? The guys around him said, Lord, what do you mean who touched you? All these people around you, what do you mean who touched you? He said, no, somebody touched me. Got it? He looks around and he sees her. And I want everybody to listen to me very carefully. When you go read the story, I need you to read what he calls her. He calls her daughter. What was he doing? He was dealing with her root issue. How do you know that, Bishop? When you study Torah, first five books of the Bible, you'll discover that a woman having an uncontrollable flow of blood was actually a curse that was a result of having an improper relationship with somebody sexually. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. A woman with an issue of blood was actually a curse. I've taught on it before, tons of messages before. Was a curse because she had an improper sexual relationship with somebody. Y'all ain't talking. So what does this mean? This is suggesting to us that the woman was going from bed to bed, man to man, relationship to relationship. Why? Because she was never affirmed as a daughter. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me tonight. She was never affirmed as a daughter. She was Women get their sexual identity from their father. All right. And so uh, what does that mean? Sexual identity from their father, their sense of worth, their sense of value, the type of man they're attracted to, the type of man they want, the type of mess they'll put up with uh, with and from a man. So if there's no man present, she then has to search to find this thing. Y'all ain't talking. She has to search to find this thing. So consequently, what ends up happening when Jesus heals her, when Jesus heals her, what he ends up doing is he speaks to the root of her issue. He reveals that your whole life, you have been a woman, but you've never been a daughter. Come on. You have been somebody's sexual partner, but you've never been a daughter. You have been somebody's, somebody's object of their lust and their affection, but you've never been a daughter. You've never been affirmed. You've never been spoken into. You've never been built up. You've never been uh, subjected to correction. You have never been comforted. She had daddy issues, right? So the first thing Jesus, when he says to her, says, daughter, your faith, 
daughter. He addresses her root issue. You see this over and over again. Um, you see this over and over again with people. Every time Jesus heals somebody, the woman at the well, what does he do, what does he do for her? He says, woman, the, the, uh, look, she said, where your husband at? Jesus said, where your husband at? Well, I, I have no husband. He said, you're right about that. He says, you ain't got no husband. And, and the, uh, you, the, you had a few of them. And the one you got now ain't your husband. In other words, what was she And then she says, I perceive you're a prophet. What was she saying? What she was saying was this. What, or what Jesus was saying was this. Um, is that your issue is that you've had bad relationships in the past. Watch this. So you are afraid to commit now. He dealt with the root. He dealt with the root. He dealt with the root. That's why he says, they that worship must worship in spirit and in truth. What's the truth? The truth is, let's be honest about what really happened and what's really going on so that you can really be spiritual. Your spirituality is ineffective if it is cloaked in fragility. Your spirituality is ineffective if it's not real. Spirit and truth, real, real, gotta be real. You've been following for a while, awesome. So I'm gonna answer these questions. Um, tonight, um, but I encourage you all, don't miss tomorrow night's message. Um, even if you aren't able to watch it live, if you're in Denver, you can come to the building. We open. Um, if you're in Denver, you can come to the building. Uh, if not, you can watch it online. Let's get to these questions uh, real quick. Um, it's way more than five, but let me just, I'm going to just take them as they come up. Trying to lose 15 pounds for boxing. What's the most comfortable and healthy way possible? You know what? I'm not a physical trainer, but here's what I can say. Um, I would encourage you high protein, low carbohydrate. And uh, um, um, uh, resistance training, so you build, your, you speed up your metabolism. You'll get into ketosis. Ketosis, excuse me. You are coming to Atlanta, guys. For Harvard Church Atlanta details, text HCATL to five five four nine eight. Can I get a few of you to type that on the platform for me tonight? Um, um, but your body will go in ketosis. You begin to burn weight, burn calories, etc. All right. So that answers that question. Let me do another one. How do we handle Christians who say it is a sin to accept people who love differently? I think that question is asking a bit more than it's actually saying, but I'll answer what you have there. Um, listen, at the end of the day, whether, listen, your acceptance or rejection of someone does not necessarily uh, equate to God's acceptance or rejection of someone. I'll say this. Um, in scripture, there was uh, a few times, one in particular, where you see God mention rejection of individuals. Uh, and it was in the book of Numbers. He's, in Numbers, he says, you've rejected, um, uh, he sent 12 spies, 10 come back with a negative report. They reject it, like, we're not going, we're not doing this. And so at the end of the day, what ends up happening um, is uh, God says, you will know what it is to feel my rejection. In the New King James Version of the Bible. So I think you're asking something deeper. I'll just ask what you, I'll just answer what you ask. Um, people got to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. I do not fight with people about um, about loving people. The Bible makes it clear. Greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. Second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. It's the phrase we copyright, we trademarked at Harvest. Love God, love people, love life. That phrase. Um, that's the Bible. So. People who say, well, I just disagree. Well, you can do what you want to do. Your issue is not my issue. All right. That's how you handle that. Here we go. Um, what do you think about doing wife work while dating? Ooh, I believe God does not honor life work, wife work. It doesn't show the full question uh, unless you're the, and it, and it goes, um, listen, anytime somebody wants to say false teaching, say, show me scripture. 
Show me scripture. And for those who, for example, connect to Harvest, I give you scripture. I give you Bible to back it up. Anybody, people can give you a bunch of opinions. Give me Bible for that. Well, the scripture says, great. Show me where it says that. What I've discovered is most idiots can't actually tell you scripture because it's opinion, not Bible. Um, why do you think, what do you think about doing wife work all day? It depends on what wife work is, right? So if you mean, um, if you mean wife work, like, um, uh, listen, the purpose of dating, I did a series ago, uh, years ago called relationship revolution. Can I get a few of y'all to type that? But the series was about, um, uh, and I do these series every year, but one of the things that is so potent, uh, about dating process is dating is an interview for marriage. I'm going to say that again. Dating is an interview for marriage. Most people date wrong, so they marry wrong. And when you marry wrong, it won't last long, even if it lasts long. What does that mean? Longevity is not success in relationships. Longevity is not success. People are like, been, they've been together for 40 years. Let's ask them. Yeah, they've not, they've not slept in the same bedroom for 38 of those 40. Longevity does not always mean success. So if you date wrong, you marry wrong, you marry wrong, it won't last long, even if it lasts long, meaning it ended early on. So I did a bunch of messages um, one of them is like called Christian Dating Done Right. Totally free because of the faithful giving of the people of Harvest. You can get them on our YouTube channel, our podcast. The best thing to do is to get our app. You can text the word Harvest to 55498 and get our app. That is the best thing to do so that you can um, you can get those messages. Um, but it literally lists out a dating process with biblical principles because the purpose of dating is for marriage. So when you say wife work, I don't know what you mean by that. And I can't see the rest of your question. But you should, it's an interview. It's an interview. You're interviewing them to see if they can carry you. Can they cover you? If you're a queen size, he's got to be a king size. You cannot be a queen with a twin size sheet. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Um, and, and then, fellas, listen, does she have the ability to cover you, to walk with you, to do all that? So it is, it is so important that you realize that. So get those messages. Christian dating done right. Relationship revolution. Get our app. Text Harvest to 55498. App's totally free. And that'll help you with that. So I can't see the rest of your questions. So I don't know. But let me be clear. The purpose of dating is to interview for marriage. It's an interview. And, and listen, it ought to be so much so an interview. The person's like, I ain't never been through a process like this. This is different. Duh. If your other stuff was so great, you would have been doing that. That's why you need a revolution. The way we're dating is sucks. It's not good, y'all. Excuse me for being so brazen. Actually, no, don't excuse me. I meant what I said. It sucks. It's awful. 50% of first marriages end in divorce. 67% of second marriages end in divorce. 73% of third marriages end in divorce. What does that mean? The way we are dating doesn't work. So to keep doing the same thing and expect something different is the very definition of lunacy. All right, let's move on. Um, this next question. Doing wife, oh, oh, second part of the question. Doing wife work while dating. God covers the wife while doing the wife work. Dating is not in the Bible. So dating is, as we practice it in modern culture, is not. And yes, I'm so glad you said that. That's because dating is cultural. In the scripture, what happened is the two, two fathers would meet and those families would make an agreement concerning the daughters. Um, it was cultural. Dating was totally cultural. If you got a question, do me a favor, put it in the, use the question thing, the question button below so I can get to it. Um, it's a cultural thing. So dating as we do it is, is dating as we practice it in modern culture is not in the scripture because the two fathers would meet. And when the two fathers would meet, they would make a deal. Let me give you an example of that. Um, uh, let's use, uh, let's actually use Laban 
and Jacob. Now the two fathers did meet because Jacob's father had uh, had, uh, had uh, you know was in transition. So the fathers did meet, but Jacob made a deal with Laban. I will work for you for seven years if you give me who? Rachel. Um, he works for him for seven years. And what does Laban do? He gives him Leah. Leah means tender-eyed. It doesn't mean like she was cock-eyed or something like that or lazy-eyed. Uh, tender-eyed there means that she was weary. She was weary. She's weary because her daddy doesn't want her because look at how he tries to pawn her off on any man. And what does Laban say? It is our custom to give the older daughter first. Cultural, cultural, customary. So, um, so just to, to speak to that, all right? But there are biblical, let me say this, but there are biblical principles that do govern how we date. Let me be very clear about that. Biblical principles. How do you know if you're equally yoked with the person? What does that look like? Very good question. Again, I'm gonna refer you to some of the past messages. Are these, are these, are these, are these answers helping any of y'all? Y'all wave at me, talk to me. Y'all gotten kind of dry on these comments. Y'all are dry on these comments. Um, how do you know if, uh, if the person you're yoked, um, if you're equally yoked with the person, what does that look like? So the first level of yoke, um, yoke deals with a connection. Yoke was a wooden instrument used to connect two ox together. All right. Um, and so when the scripture says equally yoked, that means that there were equal weights on each side, that one ox could carry just as much as the other, as the other ox. So scripturally, uh, when you talk about equally yoked, the first level of that is a believer. Now, here's what people will say. Well, the unbelieving spouse is sanctified by the believing spouse. Let me tell you the only reason that scripture exists in the Bible is because when the gospel was presented to people, it was possible that uh, they, a couple was already married, a spouse would hear it, and the other would not. And then the scripture says the unbelieving spouse would be sanctified by the believing spouse. That's because they both weren't exposed to the gospel and didn't have an opportunity to receive the gospel. Um, it is very... I, I get, mm, I'm not going to go there, but it's, it's bad practice to get in relationships with people who you know don't believe with the hope that you're going to change them. That's very bad practice. Very bad practice and very bad business. That's unequally yoke. But yoke goes deeper than that. If you're a tither and they're not a tither, that's a form of yoke, right? Connectivity, right? Um, if you, um, you go to church faithfully, they go whenever they're struggling. Right. Um, you know, you like to bandage, bandage your money. Well, they don't. They spend it all. You want to save it all. Those are all different forms of yoke. So what has to happen is this, is that when you're in the dating process, you find your fit. And that's why those messages about dating are so important. Um, again, I'll say it again, relationship revolution, lovers and friends. Let's talk about sex. I've done a ton of messages about this. Um, that, again, get our app, guys. I'm going to push our app tonight. I'm going to be the app salesman. Look, and tonight, if you get the Harvest Church mobile app, let me be the app salesman. Get that app and get those messages. Text Harvest to 55498 and you can do that. All right. Let's move on. Um, why do people... Still try to gauge, determine salaries and power between men and women. Insecurity. Insecurity. It's very simple. Men were created in the wild. Eve was created in the garden. Men are used to, uh, or men are, pro oh, we're about to go here. Y'all ready? Share this if you haven't shared this, because I'm about to say something. Men in our original design, we designed around the animals. We were designed to go conquer we were designed to go to go take authority, take dominion. 
Eve was created in the Garden of Eden. Eden in Hebrew means the land of voluptuous living. Everybody listen. What's happened in culture today, please hear me. You women, please listen to me, ladies. Be careful that you do not get a man that you are trying to be his mama. Because what you're going to do is you're going to take him outside of the natural element of the man he's supposed to be. He is supposed to be a warrior. He's supposed to be a conqueror. He is not supposed to be sitting up under you, running behind you all day. That's not biblical manhood. Y'all got quiet on me right there. Y'all got quiet on me right there. For you mothers with sons, stop calling him baby. Stop babying your son. Stop coddling your son. Stop, oh my baby. That is a man. He's going to have to swim. He's going to have to go conquer some stuff. Stop that. Because what you're doing is you're creating a dysfunctional man that another woman's going to have to fix. Another woman's going to have to deal with. All right? That is, that, that, okay, let me, let me leave that alone. Let me move on. But that's the reason why. All right, men, we are created to conquer. We are created to, you know, we, that, that's the biblical manhood. That's who we're supposed to be. And one of the best things a, 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 a woman, one of the best things my mother did, and an amazing mother, one of the best things my mother did was she let me fly. She let me make mistakes. She, she, she let me do what I needed to do so I could mature and develop. The man that I am, I didn't see this man in my bloodline. I'm the first bishop in my bloodline, first to earn a PhD in my bloodline, first to attain, rather, a doctorate in my bloodline. Uh, first to achieve different things in my bloodline. So the version of man I am was a version of man I created in the wild. Men are made in the wild. Y'all ain't talking. Men are made in the wild. So, all right, let's, but that, that's the answer there. But let me, let me move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. All right, is it okay for a pastor to date a member of his, of his church? Um, I don't think that's good practice, but to each his own. Pastors are people too. They have to date. Um, and if who they are attracted to happens to be in their, uh, somebody says, kick me out. Did it kick you out? I don't know why it kicked you out. I didn't kick you out. Um, um, pastors have to date too. Um, is it good practice to fish in your own pond? Mm, depends. I don't know. It depends. Uh, when I say, I don't know, to each his or her own, they've got to do that. But let me just say this, guys. But pastors are human beings, too. They have to date, too. They have to eat, too. Like, they have to go to the bathroom, too. Like, they have to do all of the human stuff you do, they have to do, too. So, um, you know, is it okay? That's totally subject to the order of a particular house. Is it good practice? Uh, you know, that's uh, uh, up to that pastor. All right, I'll leave it right there. I don't think it's great practice, but is that... Are you, boom, here's another question. Are you on Clubhouse? Yes, I'm on Clubhouse, Bishop Foreman. I've been, I've been doing a few of them. All right, somebody says don't, don't crack when you lay, right? Um, right, I, again, I, can I say this to anybody? I, I just think as a practice of life, um, you know, and again, you live, you learn, you live better. You know, uh, I have seen pastors do that. And it's, some it's worked for, some it's not worked for. Um, I have seen, but listen, it, it transcends church. It's about leadership. Should a supervisor date one of their employees? Should a supervisor date one of their employees? Um, should a manager date one? You know, there's a whole authority and power thing there. And 
people love people with power. People love people with position. People love people with money. People love people with prestige. So it's, it's you know, there's no black or white answer there. I just think in terms of practice, it's just good practice to keep as many things separate as possible. All right. Um, but that's, that's, you know, that's, that's how you do that. Um, ooh, y'all got some good questions. Um, can you, okay, here's another one. Can you, uh, come on, go on. Yes. If you're on Clubhouse, go follow me on Clubhouse, Bishop Foreman. Um, can you explain biblically? I just, I just actually hit that question. So there is that. What else we got? Um, what does the perfect will of God look like in comparison to the permissive will of God? Great question. Those are concepts that were created. Perfect and permissive. Those are concepts that were created to try to explain bad decisions. Though somebody said, I love what somebody says, don't fraternize with the help. Listen, there's a principle there. There's a reason why kings had to marry other kings' daughters. There's a whole principle there. There's a whole principle there. I'm going to leave it alone, though. I'm going to leave it alone. Um, what does the perfect will of God look like? So that was a concept, again, that was created. You don't see the, that terminology used specifically in Scripture. Um, what people are trying to explain is this is what God designed and this is what you did. And because God permits what you did, um, you know, you know, that's what people use the term permissive will. Um, here's what I will say about that. Um, the scripture says in Ephesians to know his will and redeem the time. His will is his word. People make God's will this spooky, mysterious, deep thing, and it is not. His will is found in his word. When I hear his word, his will is revealed. As it relates to me specifically, and you specifically, there's nuance in that. And again, that's why God gives you pastors. He gives you leadership so that that can speak life in your life. Jeremiah, let me give you the scripture. Let me give everybody the scripture. Um... Um, um, let me give you this scripture to help you with that. Jeremiah 23, 4. It says, then uh, I will set shepherds over them who will care for them and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed. Neither shall anything be missing, says the Lord. So, so with all of that, what happens is that part of the reason that you have headship spiritually and leadership spiritually is so that it can alleviate a lot of the wrong terms, alleviate a lot of those wrong decisions. But um, in terms of comparison, the Bible is a book. Everybody listen to me. The Bible is not a book about destiny. It is a book about decisions. The Bible is a book about decisions. So when people decided, um, you know, then that decision played out. And so um, that's a short version to that. Um, there's a, a message. Let me give you a message about that. Um, that I did. I think it's called, um, I think it's called knowing God's will. I think that's what it's called. Is that what it's called? Yes. Knowing God's will. And you can get that in our app or in our podcast. You can get that too. And that'll help you. All right. Um, let's see. Why do men find it hard to communicate and express their love for each other? Lots of reasons. A lot of stigma can be associated with that. Uh, it can be a feeling of weakness for some men. Um, you know, um, you know, and then everybody has different love languages. So here's what I say. If you're a man and you and you and you love a, another man, you love a brother, love a friend, love, uh, um, um, son, uh, father, pastor, whatever, then Here's the, thank you so much. Right, guys, please make sure you use that question mark. 
to, to do that. I'm way over my five questions, but I'll, I'm going to do them for a couple more minutes. It's 1030. I'm going to do them for just a couple more minutes. Mountain Den, we're going we're gonna to wrap up for the night because I need y'all to watch that message tomorrow night. Um, so here's what you do. You find out the love language of whoever it is. If you're a man, you find out the love language of that man, and then you feed that language. And that's true for everybody, not just men, for everybody. If you say you love someone, you find their language and then you feed their language. You find it, then you feed it. Can I get a few of y'all to type that? You find it, then you feed it. When I leave, I'm going to miss the energy when I visit. And when I leave, I'm going to miss the energy when I visit. I will be in-person service. Yes, I know. Come on. You got to come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, doctor. All right. Um, I'm going to take, there's a few more that are in here. I did way more than five. <laughs> Some of these questions. All right, um, let me, um, ooh, let's go here. What type of qualities are Christian women supposed to, supposed to, supposed to, supposed to look for in a Christian man? Um, so I want you all to type some of the qualities. I want you all to type some of the qualities. Uh, and men, jump in here too, fellas. Type some qualities that uh, that answer that question. I want to see your responses to that. Again, if you're just coming in, we're just doing some ask the bitch about love, dating, relationships, uh, friendships, all of that. Um, tomorrow night, seven o'clock Mountain, nine o'clock Eastern. We're doing our series, starting our series called Love Songs. Start with the song Poison. To heal, you have to first reveal. And everyone is going through challenges in love. And that's important. I see submitted to God on here, fruit to the spirit, prayer. What else? Integrity. All right. Compassionate. Passionate. Okay. Know a man by his fruit. Okay. That's good. Okay. Patient. God fearing. All right. What else, y'all? I'm about to say something that's going to blow y'all's mind. All right. Effective communicator, listener. Protect, defend, kind to everybody. Honest. That's good. Communicative, great, must love God more than me, all right? Man, it was expressive, okay? Good management over things. He's a steward. Is God first, okay? Has his own prayer life. Can he cover you and your home once married? Integrity, protector, provider, respectful, compassionate. This is good. This is good. Keeps God first in them five T's. Come on, five T's. Better get that. Come on, Harvester. Uh, man of his word, determined, accountable. So, He's a worshiper and a worker. Some of my brothers don't like to work. My, my, my. You stop that, sir. You stop that before you start something. Y'all already got me down one trail already tonight. Um, I don't know because I've been traumatized with some of these, quote, Christian men. Come on. That's your experience. That's You really need that message tomorrow night. Has the capacity for you. Bravery, prudent, good credit. Come on, credit. <laughs> I'm saying like that jokingly. Pays his bill on time. This is good. So uh, I saw several great things. One of the things, um, and I'll just give you, again, I'm going to send you back to, um, there's a message I did called vitamin C deficiency. Can you type that? Vitamin C deficiency. About the um, five doses of vitamin C. Vitamin C keeps you healthy in a relationship. And these are things that are necessary from every person. Of every person. It's called vitamin C uh, deficiency. I believe his name is the message. Again, get it in our app. Text Harvest at 55498. So 
um, a lot of times I will hear women say, and men, I want a God-fearing woman. I want a God-fearing man. Can I tell you that is not enough? I'm going to say it again. That is not enough. I dare y'all to just type it on screen. That's not enough. Let me prove it to you. And let me tell you why it's so important that you're much more specific. You're much more specific. You're much more specific. You're much more specific. Um, so, so in that, um, so in that David was a God fearing man. The Bible says that David was a man. God says of David, he's a man after my own heart, but David, David was, let me, hold on, let me clean it up. David was friendly with the saints. All right. I cleaned that up really good. David, David, not only did David have the most beautiful woman that the Hebrews say ever lived, according to the Hebrew Midrash, um, but David had this insatiable desire because he was, un, he was unfulfilled from a relationship with his father. His father's name was Jesse. Jesse never affirmed David. Um, it reminds me of the story of David Ruffin. Um, anybody know that music? That David Ruffin lost everything you ever loved. Um, David Ruffin, uh, his wife tells the stories that David Ruffin, no matter how much cocaine he did, no matter how much, uh, how many women he had, no matter how much sex he had, no matter how many highs he got in terms of musical accomplishment, his wife said this was such a powerful line to me. She said it never ever made up for what his father didn't tell him. That was such a powerful statement. You look at that with David the king. See, just because a person, everybody listen, just because a person has power, position, prestige, spiritual giftings, or even an anointing and a grace to do something, it does not mean that they're healed. This is why we're starting the series with poison. Because you can get a lot of stuff and still not be healed and screw up the stuff you get. And I declare, come on, let's go here. Let's go for a moment, y'all. Your next 12 will be your best 12. Your next 12 will be your best 12. Your next 12 will be your best 12. Come on, doctor, I said talking about make sure you book a one-on-one session, get you right for others. Listen, she knows what she's talking about. Listen, it's true. You can book those in our app. Um, but let me say this, guys. Um, David was a man after God's own heart. But he had, not only did he have uh, Abigail and others, all right, and that's a cultural thing. I don't want to get into that now. Um, but the Bible says when he saw Bathsheba, he wanted her. It was like a key sweat song. I want her. Doom, 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 doom. It was key sweat. That's the original key sweat song. I want her. David was like, I want her. And I'm the king. Bring her to me. Bring her to me that I might know her. And he sleeps with Bathsheba. To, listen, let me tell you, because this is what some church people do. This is what some, and now this is, I've taught this before. This is one of the worst things people ever do. We're going to do right. Okay, but but right might not be y'all supposed to be together. Right may be y'all need to not be together. It's quiet on this chat tonight. We're going to do right now because we had a kid. I'm going to do, whoa, a kid does not. So what does David do? David, he kills Uriah, who is Bathsheba's husband, one of his mighty men, and he marries her. He marries her. He moves into the house. He marries her. He moves her into the house. He moves her into the house and marries her. And he, he's got all these women. Got all these women. Got it? It's a total mess. It's a disaster. 
It's a disaster. The first child has to die. All right. The prophet comes and says, this first child has to die. The second child lives, which is Solomon. Solomon has the same issue as his daddy on a whole nother level. Because Solomon's like, listen, Solomon's like, I got, I got him in every area code. Every area code. Solomon had 700 wives, 300 girlfriends. He's the wisest king to ever live. The wisest man, the scripture intimates, to ever live. But guess what, y'all? But guess what? He never, ever got healed. He never got healed. His brother Absalom was getting all of his daddy's attention. So he never got it. He didn't get it into the end when he takes the throne. Got it? And so what does he do? He tries to compensate for internal issues through relationships. And this is why you have to be healed when you get in a relationship. And if you're currently married now, this is why y'all's individual healing is important. You need to get healed individually so that you can get your marriage together. We do a marriage counseling. No, boo, you need individual counseling first. Then you get that marital stuff together. You cannot fix us until you fix me. Because me makes we. It's quiet in this thing tonight. All right? I got to quit. I think I've been on here for an hour. I got to go. All right? Um, and so uh, David was a man after God's own heart. So it's not enough, y'all, to say, I want a godly spouse. That is not enough. It is not enough to say, I want a praying man or a praying. That's not enough. David prayed. I saw worship. That's good. But David was a master worshiper. David, he was a musician. That's a whole nother rabbit trail we could go down. David was a musician. David was a worshiper. David danced so mighty one time. Abigail said, this is unfitting for the king to dance like this. And he said, look, baby girl, I will act more undignified than this. And he got out of his clothes. He danced out of his clothes. You hear what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it is so important that, that you understand that. So the question is, what kind of qualities should you look for? Those things are important, but that is not enough. Yes, David was a musician. He played, uh, there was an instrument he played actually was slightly smaller than the harp. Some translations call it a harp, but it's slightly smaller than a harp. Um, yeah, that instrument doesn't exist anymore today. Um, uh, but in that, m many of the Psalms that we that we read were right, uh, were by Daniel. Um, so, so <laughs> all right, watching from Zambia. Hey, Zambia. All right. And, uh, and guys, I see lots of comments. I'm going to cover everybody. We're going to cover this in prayer tonight. This was fun. We're going to cover this in prayer. Now, I'm going to do one more of these questions. There's several more that have come in. I'm going to do one more. All right. It says, and then here goes the church musicians and they're, they're traumatized. Me. Okay. You went through some trauma, right? Okay. Um, and again, I want to be clear, everybody. It is not just, and I know you weren't saying this, but it's just says you want to learn this Bible. Get in Bible college. Harvest Bible College, get in Bible College, it's all online, self-paced too. And now pandemic is a great time to get in Bible College, get you this degree. At Harvest Bible College, you can earn an associate's through doctoral level degree. We're the only, to my knowledge, the only degree granted theological institution in the state of Colorado. When we were granted the authority to do it, we were the only one. So maybe they've added some since then. Let me say this. Hey, Linwood. Guys, if you're just coming into the chat tonight, do me a favor and uh, and just let me know where you're watching from. If you didn't already tell me where you're watching from. Um, so it's got to be more than that. You need to get granular. You need to you need to look at their personal character habits, their traits. Do they lie? If they lie to somebody on the phone when they're with you, I promise you they're going to lie to you. Because a liar's lie. Liars lie. That's what they do. Right? Um, does does do they do they pay their bills? Is their credit good? 
Got it. Have you gone through? Have you gone through, you know, to, to see their health? Do you know what's going on with their health? Have you seen their STD records? Right. It's quiet here. Right. Like these are the things you need to see. Um, have you met their family? Do you like their family? Families get married, not just people. That's why in the Bible, the families made the decision. The fathers made the decision. This was a merging of families, not just two people. All right. In antiquity, you saw that happening where kings would marry because they were making treaties. So so kings would, you know, their daughters essentially were offered up. Um, do the, is their credit good? All right. Are they physically fit? Did they exercise? Did they keep Let me tell you something. Did they keep a clean house? Come on. We're going to go here now. Did they keep a clean house? All right. And this goes both ways for both men and women. Did they keep a clean house? Is their car clean? Yeah. You ready? Y'all want to go here? Are their fingernails clean? It's quiet right through here. Are their fingernails clean? You said, that ain't no big deal. Mm -mm. It tells you about their attention to details. Y'all better hear something. Ladies. Okay, let me stop. Let me stop. Ladies, I'm going to need y'all to make sure your hands are always on point. Your hands and feet always got to be on point. Always. Period. Always. That's not acceptable. Ooh, child, I've had a rough day. Well, you need to get that together. Put a clear coat on it and file them. Do something. Do something. Okay, y'all ain't going to talk. Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. I'm just saying. Like, this is so important. That's why I want a king, but you, but you out there... Ain't coming right. Oh, she went there. Teeth. Is their dental hygiene good? Is their dental hygiene good? What do they look like when their face is not beat? And fellows that don't know what that meant, because I just found out what that meant like two years ago, have their makeup on. People are like, yeah, her face is beat. I was like, no, I don't believe in beating no women. I do not believe in that. They said, no, Bishop, that means makeup on. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Kindness. Somebody said being a kind person. Absolutely. Are they a, 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 a you know, cruel to people. So many things, so many things that you want to look at, so many things that you want to look through. And people, and let me tell you what will happen. People will say, you're just too picky. Mm -mm. You just, you, listen, let me say this last thing and I got to stop. More questions have come in, but I got to stop. Um, right. Several more questions have come in, but I got to stop. Let me say this last thing and then we're going to pray. Um, um, let me say this last thing and then we're going to pray. Um, guys, for those of you who are single, do they smack their food? Come on here. I remember when I would, listen, I got to go here. Right, and then I'm going to say this and then we're going to pray. I remember when I was um, uh, a high school sweetheart and the way that girl ate, I couldn't be around her. I couldn't be around her um, because she ate so slow and she ate with her fingers and she put her fingers all in the food. I said, that's disgusting. She would drink from her drink and it would backwash and all that. And uh, and so she, that was, you know, she stopped doing that. But I remember that and I remember thinking. Okay, anyway, y'all ain't, ain't going to talk to me. Y'all are getting judgmental on this on this live. See, this see, this is why you can't be honest with people because they get judgmental with you. <laughs> Guys, I'm just going to be honest. When you're real, you can heal. We have had enough pretending and faking and all of that. When you're real, you can heal. All right. But then begin. somebody might be okay with that. And this is why relationships are all about fit. This is why relationships are all about fit, y'all. 
because some people may be okay with that. Somebody might be okay with somebody smacking. Somebody may be okay with that. Are you getting the point? This is why relationships are about fit. Can I just get a few of you to type that on the screen? The right fit. Relationships are about the right fit. Again, going back to yoke, the right fit. Says some of God sent me through this. Absolutely. It's about the right fit. Because somebody may say, I wouldn't tolerate that. But you may be like, it's not a big deal to me. I'm okay with it. Got it? So stop putting your expectation on somebody else's relationship. I just said something. Don't put your expectation on somebody else's relationship. Got it? There are certain things that are non-negotiables for certain people that are very negotiable for other people. So you can't put your expectation. It's about the right fit. We got to make sure we have the biblical basics, but then after that, it's about the right fit. All right. Let me say this. Then we're going to pray. Um, so you will always have more counterfeits. Please continue to do more of these. I am. I'm going to do another Ask the Bishop live on Thursday night. I'll just make sure you're whipping. I typically, I like going to IG. It's easy to get the comments. When I go live everywhere, it takes, a, uh, the comments are staggered and all of that. So um, that's why we do it on this. And then we replay. This will replay probably, uh, this will replay probably either tomorrow or Thursday uh, on the Bishop Foreman Facebook and Instagram. Um, but we're going to do a lot of these, especially when it comes around this topic, because there's so many questions that can't get answered in the message. Um, so let me say this. Uh, you will always have more counterfeits than the real thing. Bishop, give me scripture to back that up. No problem. In fact, I'm glad you asked me. First Samuel chapter 16. First Samuel chapter 16. And first Samuel chapter 16. Let me make sure I'm getting the right chapter. First Samuel chapter 16, yes. Um, seven, seven, hey Cleveland, seven of David's or of Jesse's sons passed before Samuel, the man of God. The Bible says they look like the king, they talk like the king, they have the aura of a king, but they are not God's choice. Listen to me. Seven counterfeits come before you get to David, the eighth, who is the right fit. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? Many of you, especially those, uh, well, let me say, single, well, really, single people, single people, many times you'll say, I just can't find anybody good. You've not even, your numbers, what's your Facebook username, Bishop Foreman. I don't have a, I don't have a personal page. If you find somebody out there with a personal page, I think we got rid of most of them fake ones, but there may be some fake ones out there. I do not have a personal page, just have a fan page. All right. Um, so counterfeits, counterfeit. It doesn't fit. It looks like it, but it's not. It looks like it, but it's not. That's first Samuel 16. It looks like it, but it's not. It's looked like it, but it's not. And that's just not romantic relationships. That's friendships. Everybody listen to me. That's employees. If you're an employer, that's employees. If you're a business owner, that's partners. That's friendships. That's people in your family that you think will be close to. You will always have more counterfeits than fits. Seven of them. Till you get to David, who is the eighth one. And then when they get to David, Samuel says, I'm not sitting down. And listen to what he says. Y'all just listen to the revelation of this. I got to go. It's almost 11 o'clock. I got to go. David says, um, or Samuel, the man of God, the prophet says, hey, um, none of these are it. And everybody listen. That's where most people settle. That's where most people settle. Because you say, well, there's no, there's nobody else in the room. Y'all, I'm about to go up in the spirit. I'm about to go up in the spirit. That's where most people settle. They settle because you don't see 
who it is that is the right fit in the room. Hey, they are not in the room yet. But I pray in your next 12 that the right fit for every relationship in your life, beyond romantic, I'm talking about your business relationships, your ministry relationships, your 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 whatever it is, if you're a pastor, whatever it is, your employees, I pray that the right fits would manifest in your life in the next 12 months. I need you to just type that on the screen, say the right fits in my next 12. Samuel said, okay, listen, something's going on here. Because none of these are God's selection. So are there any others? Everybody listen. That's where most people would have settled. Most people would have said, well, let's just go to this last one. Because child, I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't want to interview no more friends. I don't want to. I'm tired of going out on dates. I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of doing this. I'm, I'm tired of seeing who's going to be loyal to me. I'm tired of seeing. I'm tired. I'm tired of interviewing people. I'm tired. Stop. 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 Samuel said, Samuel said, there's got to be another. Is there any more? Jesse said, well, there's another. I pray that you're, well, there's another. Oh my God, I could go up in the spirit. I pray that, and, and there's another. And there's another. He says, well, there's another one out there. Um, you know, he's out there with my sheep. He said, bring him in here. Bring him in here. I pray that your Davids would be in the room this year. Bring him in here. Bring him in here. Come on. Can y'all just worship right there for a second? Bring him in here. Come on. I know I've been answering questions, but let's go up. I've been giving information, but let's go up in the spirit. Bring him in here. This is bigger than just dating. This is bigger than just marriage. This is about the right people in your life. You need the right people in your circle, the right people in your environment. You need the right friends. You need the right business partners. You need the right confidants. You need the right people that will encourage you. You need the right people. If you're an entrepreneur or business owner, you need the right staffers. You need the right people. If you're a supervisor, you need the right people. This is bigger than that. He says, there's got to be another. And for some of you, this is your word tonight. Look again. Because you you, your settling is not going to suffice for 2021. Your next 12 will be your best 12. He said, is there another one? Is there another one? Is there another? And guess what? I got to wrap this up. This has been like a two-hour Instagram. How long have we been on this? It's been a long time. Is there another? Is there another? And he says, um, well, David's out there. And look at what Samuel says. I'm not sitting down. Listen, this is all 1 Samuel 16. I'm not sitting down. What does this mean? I am not settling until I see it. I am not settling until I see it. I need you to type that on the screen. I'm not settling, settling until I see it. Type that right now. Please type it. Please follow my instructions. First Samuel 319. And the Lord was with the bishop and will not let one of his words fall to the ground. You are not settling in 2021. You will not. I am not settling until I see it. I'm not settling until I see it. I'm not selling it, settling until I see it. All right. David comes to him. Everybody listen. David comes to him. You have to get through your counterfeits so that you will appreciate your fit. And oh my God, that's a whole nother subject. You have to get to, please don't miss tomorrow night's message, y'all, because I'm going to deal with that. Many people, you never get through your counterfeits because you're scared of being hurt. You're scared of somebody doing you wrong. And not just dating, but every relationship that you're scared. And your fear makes it so that you do not cycle through your counterfeits to get to your fit. There's always more counterfeits than fits. And you cannot settle until you see it. So what happens? David comes in the room and the Bible says that when David walks in that room, that oil flows. 
Now, David doesn't look like he's the right fit. Jesus. He doesn't look like he's the right fit because um, he's been out with sheep. But his heart was being prepared to be a shepherd, to lead, to lead. Because you can put a crown on a man, but you can never, you can put a crown on a man, but you can't take a crown from inside of a man. That's a whole nother word. I got to go. Listen, um, if you got a prayer request, type it on the screen real quick. Let me just cover you in prayer tonight. Type it on the screen. If you got a prayer request, type it on the screen. Somebody says, I don't know no more. I need you in this series. I promise you, I need you in this series. I need you in this series. I need you in this series. Got it? Because we're going to get your love for you right. We're going to get your love for God right. I promise you this thing is going to be good. All right. When is the series, Bishop? It starts tomorrow night. Get my app so you get you get the notification. Text the word harvest to 55498. Text the word harvest to 55498. Ooh, what a testimony. Next month will be a year from Bishop leading to me. Uh, oh, my, the comment's gone. Wow, wow, wow. Gratitude to you. What a testimony. How do I pin your comment? What a testimony. Look at that comment. Wow, a year already. Wow, what a testimony. It's one of my harvesters, y'all. An amazing, amazing, an amazing educator. Um, but let me say this. Um, type your prayer request on the screen. Be Watch the series tomorrow night. Text Harvest to 55498. Starts at 7 o'clock tomorrow night, 9 o'clock Eastern. Um, and, uh, it's our Wednesday night live Bible study. That's when we're starting the series. And y'all, if y'all have ever watched the harvest Wednesday night live, you know, it's full church. So, you know, it's full, it's full good. It's full. It's, um, uh, it's going to be amazing. So I'm excited about it. All right. Type your prayer request. I'm going to cover your prayer. Father, in Jesus name, I cover every request in prayer and God, I pray that you would answer these requests with strategies. God, thank you for this impromptu time tonight. I pray God, that it would not fall on deaf ears. I pray, God, that this uh, time spent tonight, God, that it would be received and it would be walked out. It will be received and it will be walked out in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that we would have the spirit to do, that we would have the spirit to do, that we would take action from what we've heard and that we do tonight. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Last two things, guys. If you want to sow profit, you got it right. You got to sow. Bless what blesses you. If you want to sow, here's how you do it. Use the cash app. Bishop Formal with the number one. Bishop Formal with the number one is the easiest way you can sow tonight. I'm a giver. Bless what blesses you tonight. I pour. So I encourage you to bless. Bishop, what should I give? Give 20, 25, 50. You're loaded. Give 1,000, 10,000, 100,000. Let me tell you something. When you're blessed to be a blessing, you never, ever um, worry about seed. Uh, you just sow. So sow into that. Um, tonight, use the cash app Bishop Form with the number one. And you can also use uh, PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, all of that. Hello at Harvest Church that church, or you can go to our website, Harvest Church that church for us. Give. He says, Ah, don't go. So, um, um, last thing I want to do tonight. If you're on this tonight and you are not a Christian, number one, number two, you need to recommit yourself to the Lord. Or number three, like Bishop Form, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure. Tonight, I need you on three just to do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. Before we I get out of here, I want to drop that net and see if there's somebody that needs to come to love. You need to become a Christian. 
recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you are at right now, just do that hand wave emoji. Say, it's me right where you are at. One, two, three. Respond right now. And become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Respond right now. I'm going to count five. I'm going to count. I'm waiting on you. No judgment, no shame, no guilt, no condemnation. Four, I am waiting on you. I'm going to lead you in a prayer tonight. God's coming to get somebody tonight. Five, four, three. And when all my comments just stopped, I don't see any coming through. It's like there's a connection issue. Uh-uh, we're going to get this. We're going to get this in two. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. Just do that hand wave emoji. Say it's me. Do that hand wave emojis. I see you. I see you. Come on, keep responding, y'all. You become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. I need you to respond tonight. You are not watching this by accident. You said that, J.A. You said that God sent you to this life. Isn't that amazing? God came to get you tonight. Came to get you tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a couple more seconds. A couple more seconds to respond. Do the hand wave emoji and say it's me. Even if you're watching this on the replay. I'm doing this live on Tuesday night, but if you're watching the replay later on another day, I still want you to respond. Last night, from last night's replay, people gave their lives to the Lord from prayer last night. Right? So we see it happen all the time. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Even if you went to school with Jesus, pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I believe you are my Lord and Savior. Come on, everybody pray with me. Say, because of this belief, and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, I saw hands go up. Here's what I need you to do. Text the word decision to 55498. Text the word decision. I see some of my digital ambassadors on here from the East Coast. And uh, thank you for being on your assignment always. Text the word decision to 55498. When you do that, I'm going to shoot you a text right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle, not, not just how to. We'll shoot you the text right away. Um, love you guys. Pray you had an amazing night covering your prayer requests. Be in church tomorrow night if you're in Denver, be in the building. If not, watch online. It's going to be amazing. And then if tonight blessed you, go so. Bless what blesses you. Use the cash app, Bishop Foreman, with the number one at the end of it. Or PayPal, Vidmozell, all of that. Hello at harvestchurch.church. Uh, or you can do it from our website. Love you guys. People gave their lives to the Lord tonight. We got questions answered tonight. You got prayed for tonight. Church is coming tomorrow. It's going to be amazing. God bless you, prophet. I see. I see your seed. God bless you, man of God. Um, so make sure that you do that. I love you guys. Have an amazing night. Share this with somebody. I'm about to post it. Can I get you to commit to share? I'm literally, as soon as we hop off, I'm going to post it. Can I get you to commit to sharing this with somebody? Text it to somebody. Put it on your IG. Put it in your story. Share this tonight um, so that it can bless other people. All right. Love you guys. Shalom. Have an amazing night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.